0: The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Takes it to the right point. Penalty is over. Comes down the right side. Edmonton was before in the power play. Pass out to Borgheim. Score! Xavier Borgo quick shot in the
1: slot past Grubauer Xavier Borgo scores twice Jack Campbell excellent night in net 31 saves Ben Ben Gleason a couple of assists and he's plus four and the Oilers with a big third period beat the Seattle Kraken 4-1 tonight thanks a lot for joining us preseason hockey here on 630 Chet along with Rob Brown I'm Reed Wilkins and Rob, overall for this game, I think we could probably find some uh, issues with how the Oilers played especially through 40 minutes Uh, but the team certainly woke up in the third period but one guy was wide awake all night and excellent for the second straight game in net Jack Campbell.
2: Yeah that's six great periods by Jack Campbell here in the the preseason and uh, he talked about he felt good coming into into camp, he felt confident Uh, he's got a good relationship with Stuart Skinner but he was pushing for starts and wanted to be the number one goalie for the Edmonton Oilers so uh, you're seeing from Campbell what the Oilers hope they would have gotten from him last year. Uh, it's a year late, but uh, he's pushing to for, for, for ice time. He's pushing for, for starts. And uh, so far, the Edmonton Oilers have got to be very excited about what they see at of Jack Campbell.
1: All right. And Borgo scores twice, so good for him. Uh, I mean, first-round draft pick from a couple of years ago, not necessarily the uh, one of the draft picks we were talking about. Going into not just this game, but but really this uh, this preseason, but he scores one driving to the net, cleans up a rebound, and then uh, a one timer off a great feed from Broberg.
2: Yeah, he, he's talented. He he understands the game well. Uh, he was kind of when they were looking earlier in the season if you're handicapping the the players that were going to pick up that 12 spot for the Oilers. You know, he was very low in the odds. He's just he's younger. Smaller it wasn't exactly what they were looking for, but what we've seen from him is a kid that understands the game, brings energy. Uh, we saw here tonight they, they used him in the penalty kill, and to me that's the, the the big sore spot for Raphael Lavoie if he's on your fourth line. He doesn't sp- doesn't play specialty teams, so now you got a guy that's uh, you're gonna be searching for ice time for. Where if you have a guy like Burgo. You know, he plays five and five and he penalty kills, so he keeps them in the game. It's tough sitting on the bench if you're not a specialty team type of player and you go 8, 10, 12 minutes without a shift. And then next time you get out there, okay, bring me energy. Well, coach, my legs are dead. Mm-hmm. So Burgo would be a guy that could penalty kill. So uh, he's making a push. I don't know if he starts the season here, but he certainly is giving the coaching staff pause as to, oh, okay, this kid's uh, got some... Uh, moxie to his game he's he's got a smart brain when it comes to thinking the game he's a guy they're going to keep in mind as the as their season moves on so i don't know if he starts the season here but i do believe from the way we've seen him in the preseason he's deserved of a shot at some point to play some nhl games and
1: and then how about uh ben gleason who we featured before the game mooner talked to him and he's he stood out uh, at times in the preseason already and uh, he was around the puck tonight a lot now I mean he's a bit of an older player into his mid-twenties he's played mm-hmm. basically the last five seasons in the American Hockey League uh, but he knows what to do I mean a confident play rushing the puck to set up Borgo's first goal Borgo put in the rebound um, as as Cam and Bob, we saying he has two assists right now. He might get credit for a third, but uh, plus four when your team scores four yep. goals is pretty good. Gleason's a nice story as well.
2: He is a nice story, and uh, and I was serious when I asked Bob. When it comes to, I mean, the Oilers, right from day one, well, actually right from mid-July, everyone that know, follows the Oilers knows who the Oilers' seven defensemen are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just a matter of are they going to play seven or is day and Broberg going to be battling it out to see which guy's going to be and when they go six defenseman. Gleason's outplayed both of them in the preseason. Now, again, it's preseason. You're not playing regular season games. But, I mean, he, he's kind of a – I mean, D'Arnais the big monster on the back end that's there to shut down other teams and play on the penalty kill. And Broberg's, you know, the, the quiet defenseman that just doesn't make mistakes – Gleason's noticeable. Mm-hmm. He, he jumps in the play. He makes play. And the one thing nowadays in the National Hockey League, it's a league of skill. It's a league of speed. It's a league where you want to get the puck quickly into your forward's hands, especially if you play for the Oilers because you've got such talent up front. Gleason's capable of doing all that, and he's shown that so far in the preseason.
1: So the Oilers win it 4-1 over Seattle, and... If you look at this game as a whole, though, uh, and we're going to hear from head coach Jay Woodcroft in a couple of minutes, I, I'm guessing he's not overly pleased. Uh, I mean, we often say at this time of year, it's only the preseason. Only the preseason. This this wasn't a great game for Edmonton, um, especially the second period. I think the the, the shots were 13-2, so they, we had them at 12-3. So they obviously gave one to the Oilers that should have been Seattle. And uh, – I mean, just very, very little from the Oilers in that period. Certainly no off, because they, they did have the puck at times, and they did have power plays. They had three power plays. But not getting it to the net, not creating chances at all, and uh, not winning races. Like, Seattle's quickness really showed in the second, I thought. Well, it's one of those ones,
2: if you're Dave Haxtell of the Seattle Kraken, you're you're pretty excited about the way your team played today. You outshot the Oilers 32-14. to 14. Uh, you created a number of chances. As you, as you just said, 13-2 in the second period, you outshoot shoot him while killing off three power plays. Uh, so you're happy about that. But the one thing that has been a bugaboo or it, it, that has affected the Seattle Kraken over the last couple of years is poor goaltending. Uh, a, a very low uh, save percentage. And Gruber plays, Gruber plays today and he had 10 saves in the game. Uh, you just can't have that in the National League level now. I don't know if you're gonna say, well, I mean, terrible saves, but you gotta make a save. I mean I mean terrible goals, you gotta make a save. Mm -hmm. When your team is dominating, you can't give up the first chance against. And that's what happened. McDavid who is McDavid and he finds a five hole, but Grubauer's gotta make a save at that point. So the Oilers were not good through forty minutes. But the one thing that they have that no other team in the NHL has is Connor McDavid. Yeah. And he got and we we talked at the end of the second period is the Oilers haven't been good but Connor's going to come out, and he's going to do something. And he did. And all of a sudden, it broke the back of the Seattle Kraken, who are now looking up at the scoreboard, where at that point probably the shots were 28-11, to 11, mm-hmm. and they were losing 2-1.
1: Yeah, McDavid's goal will be the game winner, 249 into the third period. So they they moved the lines around a little bit, and he was with Holloway and, uh, and Lavoie. And... We, we, we talk about this McDavid so much and obviously all the, you know, the new highs he hit with scoring goals last year. He has a lot of ways he can beat you, but we've seen him consistently use that shot where, like, it's almost like, I know it's five hole and it's right along the ice, but it, it's almost as if it's just two inches inside his left skate right like there's Mm -hmm. he finds that opening and it it, plus he shoots it hard
2: he he shoots it hard and he shoots it quick so the goal is not set Uh, we we've talked for years on here to me the the five hole is the best shot in hockey because a goaltender has his skates hard into the net because he's going to push one way or the other the five hole five hole is always open but it's small and if you shoot five hole and miss, you look dumb because you just shot it at the goalie's pads. And it's not as pretty. It's much prettier going bar down. Uh, but uh, five hole is is an effective shot that catches a lot of goaltenders off off guard. And uh, Connor McDavid and most great goal scorers know that. Yeah, They know that that's the spot to go. To. Joey Mullen, I don't know how many goals he scored. 500. I bet you 200 were five hole.
1: Well, and McDavid with his shot. Yeah, I, and he's so good at getting it off and, and one thing we've noticed over the years too is until he shoots the puck you, you don't know what he's because A he can shoot it just as hard whether it's tight to his body or away from his body and he doesn't change his body position or or how he's positioning his stick before he shoots I mean I I feel like Rob, even some of the great goal scores like a split second before they're going to shoot, you can almost tell okay, the shot's coming. He's putting it where he needs it to be. McDavid can almost do that with having the puck anywhere
2: well if if, if you ever if you're a parent out there, you have a kid and you want them to teach him to be a better goal score take him out on the ice and pass the puck to him in 20 different areas around his body. It's funny, you go out with kids and they always want the puck. I, this is, no. Here's my sweet, stop, sweet spot, put the puck here. Right. Well, it, that doesn't happen in a game. Rarely do you get the puck where you want to. So a lot of players will stop it and readjust. Tonight, great example, power play Seattle, great cross-ice pass to Jordan Eberle, Campbell down and out. But Eberle doesn't take a one-timer, stops it, Campbell gets up, moves over, and Everly has to pass the puck. McDavid shoots from any angle, wherever the puck is in his body. He, as you said, he doesn't readjust. He doesn't get the puck to his sweet spot. He can shoot from in tight. He can shoot from out far, and that throws goaltenders off because, as you said, when a lot of guys shoot, they will curl and drag to give themselves more strength to shoot. When you're doing that, now the goalie knows. Okay, here comes a shot. I'm set. If you shoot from where the puck is right currently on your stick, the goalie's, okay, wait a sec. I didn't expect that. Right. All of a sudden the puck, where did that come from? And he, McDavid's the best of the world at it. Leon settle is also very good. You see him do that in shootouts where he shoots from out high because the goaltender's like, well, wh- why did he shoot that? Right. But he catches the goaltender <laughs> before he's set. Uh, McDavid, again, he, the, the, the it's it's so frustrating if you're the Kraken. You work and you work and you create and you get chance after chance after chance and you are completely shutting down the oilers and then Connor gets free for two seconds there's a goal. Yeah. And it just it, it absolutely breaks the will of the opposition. You do everything right and the opposition's best player, best player in the world finds one mistake, one just little small crack, and all of a sudden everything you just worked for is for naught because now you're behind. So the Oilers win at
1: 4-1. I was telling you on the on the weekend how before they went to Vancouver, the guys, some of the guys who didn't play really stayed out late. Holloway and Dry Soil were working together. Gandhi and McDavid were at the other end and there was no goalie. And McDavid was simulating breakaways but without a goalie. And I, I'm watching and I'm thinking, okay, like He's 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 not just getting doing this for fun for nope. scoring into an empty net. So I, I now this I didn't I haven't had a chance to ask him about it and he might not want to tell me. So I I tried to pay attention to what he was doing and this is just my untrained eye. So take it for what it's worth. But he went in a whole bunch of times and went to his back end and flipped the puck up into the net. And then he came down and he was just shooting inside. What would be the right post for the goalie, the left post for him, and I think what he was doing was he was trying to make sure he looked exactly the same mm-hmm. until the last. Because because I, I I like I know even from talking to goalies, you know sometimes you get a guy off the record. I'm sure you're off to the side. Well, you made that save. and the and the goalie will say, "I've played this guy before. I mean, some of these guys have been playing each other since yep. minor hockey." Whenever he p- crosses the blue line and puts the puck in front of him, he's going to deke. So I knew he was going to deke. Yep. So, and I know he likes his forehand 80% of the time. Yep. So, and they watch video. And, and yes, and now they have, they have all the video. So McDavid gets more breakaways. I, I don't know if they keep a stat. I'm guessing he gets the most breakaways in the league, especially if he's playing three-on-three overtime. Yes. So he's already that good, and now I think he's making sure, okay, I'm going to look exactly the same. Like when I get to the hash marks, you're still gonna have no idea if I'm setting the puck up for a shot or a deep.
2: Well, the best I've ever seen at that it, it was Lemieux. And at the end of every practice, Mario would put five pucks inside the face-off circle, and he'd stand there and take five wrist shots. And he always would call Frankie. Peter Angel was the goaltender. He always called Frankie in and put him in net. And Mario would go. 90% of the time we go five for five and occasionally he would go four for five and we used to make we'd go out for for beers afterwards We always make fun of frankie i'm like okay hey, seriously you kiss ass like you sucking up to mario you're letting him score he goes i have no idea where he's shooting all i think okay he's coming blocker it goes over my glove okay he's going five hole it goes um over the block he goes no idea and it's because when mario shot the puck as you said it came from the same spot every single time but just as the puck releases he releases it into a different area Mario had it's funny we, I, we I teach all these academy kids and we do shootouts at the end and every one of them has 40 different moves right. and I'm like okay the greatest breakaway player in the history of hockey is Mario Lemieux Best ever. I mean, Connor might get there one day, but Mario never missed. Mario had three moves, and all three moves came from the exact same spot. He got the puck in the slot. He either, if the goalie came out... He just pulled it went back in. If the goalie stayed in, he just flipped it up over the glove. And the last one, he would do a deke. But it always came from the same, he had the exact same look. So the goaltender had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. And that's what Connor McDavid's trying to do, too. Yeah. Connor had come down in that same spot where he scored today. And the th- previous two times, he tried flipping it up over the shoulder, off the head. That time he came in, now the goaltender's frozen because he doesn't want to go down, and because he doesn't go down, the 5 fold is yeah. open. So uh, the greats are always trying to look, get greater. And I mean, it's like when Tiger Woods was the greatest golfer in the world, then he decided he was going to change he his swing. swing yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, you're the number one. <laughs> Connor McDavid, he's the, well, last year the greatest goal scorer in the National Hockey League last year, and he's still trying to find ways to score more.
1: The Oilers win at 4-1, so it was Borgo and Yamamoto in the first period. Remember, Yamamoto scoring for Seattle, got a power play goal. No scoring in the second, largely thanks to Jack Campbell, McDavid, Borgo, and then Yanmark into an empty net to round out the scoring. 4-1, Edmonton takes it. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. It's head coach Jay Woodcroft.
3: Tonight,
4: obviously, with those two goals, he's pretty happy with that. Yeah, he should be happy. Um, you know what I like about it is he found himself in the scoring area, that little red zone around home plate. Um, one was on a rush. One came at the tail end of a power play expiring, but uh, both were good shots. Uh, I think Xavier's had a really good camp. He's a really smart player. Last year, he got his feet wet. In professional hockey kind of learned what it was all about and um, you know he's giving a good account of himself.
3: Jack Campbell was all over the ice tonight making some pretty incredible saves. When we were talking to him he said it's just really awesome to be having fun out there. When you hear you know that messaging from him what's that like?
4: Well I'm happy for him I mean as I said this in Calgary the other day he's probably the best player on the ice for us in both of those games. you know, he's, that's how he expects to play. And that's how we as a coaching staff, we as a group of players, we as a management group, basically our organization expects Jack to play. We know he can do it. and He put in another good, good game tonight. He's going to look to build on that as we move forward in the last two exhibition games. So happy for him.
3: There's multiple shifts tonight where there was lots of block shots, specifically in the second period, one after another. What does that do to the rest of the team when that's happening?
4: Well, I think it's exciting when uh, players do things to help the team win. That might not always be the highlight real play, but it's certainly appreciated by teammates and coaches. And uh, I thought it was important. Um, We had a lot of guys willing to sacrifice.
3: And Ben Gleason tonight saw him up on the power play. Can you speak to his play tonight?
4: Well, I think he ended plus four. Uh, He's a heads-up player, made some good passes. Um, You know, he seems to be growing in confidence as camp wears on here. He's given a good account of himself and uh, lots of really good plays and clean plays from Ben tonight.
1: All right, that is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. Final score, Edmonton 4, Seattle 1. So talking about uh, Gleason, Campbell, some of the players we highlighted tonight. Just to correct uh, the stat I gave earlier, Borgo's goal, second goal not on the power play, just as a power play expired. So the Oilers 0 for 4 on the power play. For Conlon Motorsports, they'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four lo- locations across Alberta, or online at ConlonMotorsports.ca. Uh, so, so we don't have a power play goal for Edmonton
2: in the preseason. I know, isn't that funny? It's a little odd that the the greatest power play in the history of the National Hockey League is goalless in the preseason, but. To me, that's a good thing because eventually, odds say, they're going to even it all out. So there might be a bushel of power play goals to start the season for the Edmonton Oilers.
1: Seattle went one for five with the man advantage. A good play. Schwartz knifed a shot on net. Campbell got a piece of it. It dropped in behind him. Might have been going in anyway, but Yamamoto right there to sweep it in. So uh, that was how Seattle scored their goal tonight. All right, we're happy to hear from you this evening. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Edmonton wins 4-1 in Seattle. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Five, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. got to get behind the oiler net, slides out, centering pass, that's partially blocked, hooked down the net, left pad, saved by Campbell. And he covers it up. Looks like the Oilers had control of it. He gets poked towards the net. That's a great stop by Jack Campbell.
1: Yeah, outstanding game by Jack Campbell in a 4-1 Oilers win over Seattle. He makes 31 saves, including that save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Here's soup.
3: Jack, after a game like that one and some saves that you were making, do you take time to reflect and, you know, be proud of yourself for that?
5: Oh uh, yeah! I mean, later on I will. I just uh, got out of the shower, so haven't had much time. But it was fun, you know. Seattle—they um, played quick and got a lot of talent out there, so it's always fun to, to play against. But the guys did a great job tonight and got got another big win.
3: It seemed like it was big save after big save. Do you find that you like that pace more compared to maybe a little bit of a slower pace?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's just fun to be out there. So whatever, uh, whatever it is, you know, I'm just trying to do my job and be ready. Uh, tonight was fun. It was pretty fast paced, like you said. And, um, you know, the guys were blocking shots, just doing everything they could to uh, keep it out of the net. A couple big uh, plays in the crease by, by the boys and uh, found a way to get a win.
3: Savior Borgo scoring two goals tonight. What's it like as you know one of the veteran players to see a young guy like that come in and and score two goals like that?
5: Yeah, Borgi, he, he's such a good guy. Fun to have him in the locker room. Brings a nice energy and. Um great sense of humor but man it's great to see him uh you know show off that talent that he has and buried uh some nice goals and got the boys going so gonna need that from him that's what we expect out of him and uh you know great guy and a really great player too
3: jack it seems like so far through main camp and then preseason a key theme for you has been you know just having fun and enjoying yourself out there is that something that you're able to remind yourself of when you are out on the ice
5: yeah, I'm just doing it right now. It's uh, It's been great, you know, just learned so much last year and um, worked super hard this summer on so many things and just fun to be back and uh, this group's hungry and, you know, nothing better than being around a bunch of guys that are craving to win. So um, we're just enjoying ourselves right now and just trying to get ready each day for uh, the regular season. Well,
1: Campbell looks ready. Um I, I, for one, Rob, and, and a lot of people might disagree with me, but I have not been under the assumption that Stuart Skinner starts the first game of the regular season. He got the first start over Campbell in the preseason, mm-hmm. so the next two games will be Skinner-Campbell. Yep. Um, but I think last year is is last year, and as good as Skinner was... You still have a goaltender who is has proven more at the NHL level. Though I realize there are still questions about Campbell, and he's, he didn't live up to the contract here last year. But I, I think he's going to bounce back, and I think that when they pick the opening day starter, I don't know if you can go back to what happened last year in the regular season. I think you have to base a lot on who's doing what right now.
2: Well, I think that if Skinner has a a good game next game that he will be the number one starter i do believe that you go off of last year if the goaltenders in the preseason both play well i think that he earned the right he was their starter last year and if i mean any team in the national hockey league if a guy's their starter and they come back the next season he starts he's going to be their starter to start the season now he can lose that job and it's not his hold on the starter's job is an ironclad because he's got a guy that he's battling with who was supposed to be your starter. I mean, the Oilers thought for the, for five years that they were going to have Jack Campbell as their starter. They got Skinner as their backup, and maybe slowly near the end of Campbell's contract, Skinner will start to take over. Uh, and it didn't work out that way last year. But yeah, unless Skinner falls flat in his face in the game on Wednesday. I do believe he'll be starter in in game one. I believe Campbell will be starter in game two, and then I believe it'll be a competition for the crease. And I don't think anyone's going to ever run with eight or ten in a row. I think they're going to try to keep them as long as they both play well, they'll try to keep them both involved. But I, 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 I said, and I've said this every single time we've done a game this year, that I believe Skinner will start game one of the regular season but i am not convinced that skinner will start game 1 of the playoffs i think campbell will give him a run for his money
1: yeah long, long time time down then and i i i i i think campbell could wind up playing more than skinner this yep, year 100% you know, like i i don't think woodcroft can uh you know go, go, like skinner deserves a ton of credit for last year oh, 100% saved their season I, I think he's going to be a good very good goaltender but um you know when it comes down to it you got to give the net to the to the better guy so But yeah, I mean, I understand your logic too. It'll be, it'll be an interesting decision to make. And I know at this time of year, we put too much emphasis on the lineup for the first two or three (laughs) games. Uh, I mean, we talk about, well, is Laval going to be on the team? Is this, well, we've seen guys get sent down (laughs) after the first game or hurt in the first game. So a lot can happen, but, but nonetheless, extremely positive for Campbell so far. Great in, in both his starts and, uh, the, the I mean to me the main reason they won the two games he's played because it, it could have got out of hand early in Calgary mm-hmm. and it could have got out of hand in the second period tonight
2: for sure. Oh, for, absolutely. There's no there's no way that the other should have been tied after two periods in tonight's hockey.
1: Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Tony on the line. Hey, Tony, go ahead.
6: I have a question for both you guys because um, I've been watching him and he just seems. Like, he said, have taken a setback back from last season. I want to know what your guys' opinion is on uh, Vinny DeHarnay. He just looks shaky whenever he has a puck, and he looks like he's indecisive. <sighs> Um,
2: I mean, De Arnais game's not with the puck on his stick. That's not why he's in the National Hockey League. He's a shutdown guy that that's good on the penalty kill. He needs to continue to work on his playmaking, being able to make that first pass, being confident with his first pass. I do believe that Gleason has been the best of those three guys. Uh, I think he's outplayed both Broberg and Dayarnay here in the preseason. I don't think he will start the year here, but I do believe he has been the better of the 3 um, Dayarnay uh I, again, I, I, I don't think is a solid lock of being a, in the top six or seven here all season long. He's got to earn it. I, I think that he was fantastic when he came up last year. There were some bumps in the road, but deserved everything that he got last year. But he's not a proven National Hockey League player where if he has an off week or an off couple weeks, he's guaranteed to stay at this level. And I think he understands that and he practiced a lot and worked a lot in this summer. But uh just been fine he's been okay in the preseason, probably the same grade that I would give Philip Roberg.
1: Yeah, well, and a lot of guys, quite frankly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I honestly, I, I, I'm going to be a little cheeky here. There were times when, tonight when I, it almost looked like Leon was just like, hmm, I wonder if this pass will work <laughs> in a game.
2: <laughs> Leon, yeah, Leon did not have a strong game tonight. Uh, actually, either preseason game he hasn't had, which is funny and odd because the Oilers had their captains take eights, and, like, this team was – uh, more or less having line combinations two weeks before camp started. Now, it, I don't care if Leon goes minus 30 and has zero points in the preseason. If game one of the regular yeah. season, we see Leon dry settle. So, I am I mean, there's certain players you don't need to worry well, about. Well,
1: in terms of experimenting a little bit, I mean, he tried something totally new in the shootout. And it, oh it, my was, God. it was a brilliant move. But oh. Oh, people, if people missed it, why was there a shootout? So, sometimes in the preseason, the teams will say, let's practice a mm-hmm. shootout. So the Oilers won 4-1, and then, uh, and then they did a shootout. McDavid was stopped, Drysdale and Ernie scored. Beniers was the only guy who scored for Seattle.
2: Well, it's funny. Uh, Beniers went in and scored, and it was, he and Leon did the same move. And Beniers' move was beautiful. And I thought, okay, wow, that is pretty amazing. And then Leon did it, and Leon did it better. Like, <laughs> Campbell actually got his stick back for Beniers. He had the whole open net except for Campbell's stick. Grubauer, he was almost completely out of the net. When Leon went the other way, Leon actually could have stopped, made lunch, undid his skates, tied them back up, and put the puck in the empty net because that's how badly he beat Grubauer. That was, I know the Bob and Mooner said they hadn't seen that move from Leon. I haven't either, but I hope we get to see it again because that was unbelievable the shot he made in the shootout.
1: Turn on. The goal light for Japanese Village now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvEdmonton.ca. Oilers take it 4-1 tonight. Borgo scores twice. Uh, McDavid had the game winner. Yanmark, who uh, is he? Just do we just call him Mr. Reliable now? Gets the uh, it's the empty netter. And uh, the others, is, what are we now, 3-2-1 and one in the preseason.
2: Right. Did you see Yanmark just before he shot? He went post and in. He said he called it. It's like pool. Yeah, it's going to go post and in.
1: That'd be great if they did that. 780 uh, 496 if you want to get in touch. Uh, we're going to hear from Xavier Borgo in a couple of minutes. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. <laughs>
0: Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line, on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Gleason to break it up, he'll start the rush down the right wing, and over the Seattle line, he'll shoot, pass a, rebound, scores! Xavier Borgo followed it up, he got the rebound, it makes it one
1: nothing Edmonton. First of two tonight for Xavier Borgo. Oilers beat the Kraken 4 1 back to Seattle. Here's Borgo.
3: Xavier, can you maybe just start off by uh, taking us through how you're feeling after scoring those two goals tonight?
6: Uh, Pretty exciting. I think uh, since the beginning of uh, rookie camp and main camp, uh, I got rewarded uh, going to that, so it's pretty fun, yeah.
3: When you look at the score sheet, your name is alongside Connor McDavid. How does that feel?
6: Uh, pretty exciting. I mean, just watching him play, uh, being in the same locker room, uh, watching him uh, off ice, uh, you learn a lot of this, from this guy. So it's pretty impressive to see him uh, playing in real life, yeah.
3: What do you think the biggest difference in your game was tonight?
6: Uh, I think I was involved in... Uh, every area of the game. I think I was aware uh, defensively on the PK. Uh, I was finding the open area on the ice, but I mean, a great uh, great play by my teammate too uh, tonight.
3: When you think about how you showed up last year at camp and in pre-season, what do you think the biggest difference is to how you've shown up this year?
6: Uh, I think my confidence is a lot higher. Uh, I think I'm making more plays. Uh, I'm going to the, the area where maybe I was not going last year. I mean, if you're going to the net, good things happened. Uh, it's your blade, it's your stick. So tonight, uh, I got rewarded going to the the blue paint. Yeah,
3: you said that uh, you spent time putting on weight this summer and really focusing on that. Have you found that to add an extra edge to your game so far?
6: Uh, yeah, uh, I feel stronger in my battles. Uh, for sure, like I are a lot stronger than junior or. I mean, it's, it's a big step. I mean, last year I had experience to play one year in the American Hockey League, but for sure the think I, t- I take uh, 10 pounds uh, last summer, so I feel a lot, a lot stronger in, the, in those battles.
3: Do you think that playing pickleball yesterday helped being able to come out here tonight?
6: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we only played four games uh, yesterday because uh, we lost uh, three out of four, but uh, maybe that's why I had uh, good legs today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
1: All right, pickleball. Got him going. Xavier Borgo checking in from Seattle. Oilers beat the Kraken 4-1 on the out-of-town scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals. Your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Another Seattle team was playing the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. They beat the Giants 24-3. I think it wound up being 11 sacks.
2: It was not a good night for the Giants. No. Jason Strudwick's team. Oh, is it really? Yeah, he might be. Oh. Out, he might wear a paper bag over his head tomorrow too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's not a good year for the Giants. Yeah. It's not
1: a good year for New around. York
2: football teams.
1: No, not at the moment. Well, they had Aaron Rodgers for four plays. It's <laughs> better than nothing.
2: <laughs> they gave up an awful lot to get Aaron Rodgers for four plays. That's too bad.
1: Yeah, that does suck. Did you did you ever have an Achilles? That's a bad one.
2: I've I have two Achilles. I've never had an injury. Oh, an injury. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you. I uh, know. I have
1: the normal number of Achilles. I,
2: I do. Uh, no, I have, and that's one of the reasons that I don't. Play any sports like pickleball or tennis. At my age, those things snap pretty easy. I remember, I think it was, uh, speaking of uh, Jets quarterbacks, I think
1: it was Vinny Testaverde when he was there, like late 90s. And he had it off the ball. Like it, he wasn't even under duress. He had it off the ball and then kind of took a step back to watch the play. And he said he heard something. Mm hmm and he And he turned around to look, and then all of a sudden he couldn't put weight on his foot and he and he fell down, so like he heard it snap before he felt any pain and he and he's like, "Wonder what happened behind me?" and that's like, "Oh, I can't stand
2: it. I've had a couple of buddies that have actually torn theirs, and they actually could feel it roll up. It's like, ah, oh, yeah that's, I'm like, no that's awful. yeah both one of my buddies did it playing tennis, and the other buddy did it playing pickleball, really, yep." Apparently our bodies aren't well,
1: Pickleball uh, Pickleball apparently is a, just a vicious sport.
2: Well, it, I have I've seen it it's an old person of sport. It's a sport that I would be in. It's like surfing on the boat. We old people do it because it doesn't hurt as much <laughs> normally.
1: <laughs> All right, uh Oilers beat Seattle 4-1.
2: And uh, a couple
1: more games left here. They've only got to practice tomorrow afternoon. Games on uh, Thursday and Friday. I think Saturday will likely be an off day. Probably practice uh, Sunday and Monday. Would it be practice and fly on Tuesday? Play in Vancouver the following Wednesday. If people are concerned about the uh, schedule for the next nine days, uh, <laughs> what, what what do you? I mean. Are you at the point now, Rob, where, okay, show me the NHL lineup on Thursday, or sorry, on Wednesday, are you at the point, like, give Gleason another game? Like, give Borgo another game now? Or do you think they've already decided, okay, I think we need to do this and get the guys we know for sure going?
2: Well, I'm not – I mean, I'm guessing they know for sure, Simply, I I think it's going to be – Lavoie just because of the, the waiver thing, and I think they want to see him play a few games before they make the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I again, I am not. There's no certainty if if they set him down that someone would claim him on waivers. Um, but I think he has an advantage because of that in his in his uh, because of his age and the fact that if he goes down, that someone is able to claim him. I, I, the normally I would say that the Oilers. You know, next game they can put whatever lineup they want and try to put their regular lineup in for the final preseason game. But I don't believe the Oilers have had a particularly great preseason. Like I know that what's the record three, two, and one or something like that. Yeah,
1: and there have been stretches of games they've been outplayed. Yeah, I
2: mean their their star players have not had strong preseasons. Now again, it doesn't matter. But this is a team that they wanted to go into game one playing as good as they could possibly be playing they wanted to set this world on fire Uh, so right now i don't think they have played up to their expectations they've got some wins they probably are on the back of goaltenders yeah so do they go back to back games with the regular lineup or as close to it as possible i think they still have a uh, decision on whether it's broberg or DeHarnay, or both or has gleason moved into the into the uh, the conversation. I, now, if Broberg goes down, does he have to clear waivers? Have the double check. Uh, Day or nay would yeah, have he would
1: to. Buy, you know, Day or nay does for sure.
2: So, th- there's a, so you're not going to send them down. So I, I believe that's why Gleason's going to be the odd man out, yet has been deserved of staying up here because he has been excellent in these games. So at this point, do you play Gleason anymore? You know what he's capable of doing. You're probably not keeping him. So, do you just go with De'Arne and Broberg, play both of them, and let them try to find their game so they're ready for, for game one of the regular season? As you're looking up Broberg right uh, now, are you?
1: Broberg is waivers exempt, yeah, so I was just double check. So, Broberg
2: yeah. doesn't have to go through it? Yes, yeah, he's
1: still on his entry level. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think the Oilers would like to see themselves play a complete hockey game. They haven't done that yet. So, to me, I would throw my whole lineup in on home Mice on Wednesday and say, all right, here's what we're going to do. Let's go out and play our hockey because they've yet to do it.
1: Okay, good night for Campbell, Borgo, Gleason. They lead the way. McDavid gets the game winner. Oilers take down the Kraken 4-1. Get more on this game on 630jet.com or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from 5 to 7 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 7 to 7.30. Then the Elks this week is from 7.30 to 8. They're going to play in Toronto on Friday. That game will be on Kissing Country 103.9. Our next game broadcast Wednesday. Oilers home to the Flames. 5.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 7. Here on six thirty jet. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Oilers hockey presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Four Overtime Open Line.